You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast, brought to you ad-free with the support of our patrons. Visit mashthosebuttons.com or stay tuned after the show for more details. story and lore. My name is Nick Zelenkevich, and I'm Greg Thar, Torn Hunter on Skywall US, and normally I'd be joined by Katie, who is Clanker, Goblin Resto Shaman on Earth and Ring US, and today is May 4th, 2021, and this is episode number, I don't know, I'm not quite sure when this will see the light of day, if this will see the light of day, but we'll get to that in a moment. So... Katie is still on her uh, little uh, hiatus from the show. She should be back in a few episodes. Um, as of this recording, our next episode is scheduled to record this Saturday. We'll have uh, Sarif and Dracoris from LFR on to talk about spoilers. Um, and it's important that Katie be on hiatus for that episode because she doesn't like spoilers. So I can just flat out get into uh, talking about stuff that I otherwise wouldn't get to talk about. Um, so so we'll uh, we'll have that go up at some point as well. Um, originally that episode was supposed to go up this week before we record it. And I say this week, this again, being the week of May 4th as our normally scheduled episode. Uh, but, uh, real life got in the way we had to push that recording around. And so I'm recording this and I don't know the plan I think is for this to go up at some point this week. I don't know if we'll have time to get this out or not. Um, but anyway, that's enough behind the scenes stuff. So let me get into what I want to talk about here. And uh, my wife and I, we we watched WandaVision back when it came out earlier this year. And then as we were watching it, we were like, oh, we should rewatch the entire uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, not including the TV shows, because that, that would that would be way too long. Um, but, uh, you know, all the movies, well, I, should, not, I shouldn't say not including the TV shows, all the movies and then the, uh, the two TV shows that have since come out on Disney Plus. But. Uh, you know, so we were like, okay, we'll, we'll rewatch all that, but we'll do it in chronological order. So we started with Captain America and then hit Captain Marvel and then Iron Man and so on and so forth going through there. Um, but we finally got back around to hitting WandaVision. And so the last few weeks we were rewatching WandaVision. And the first time that we watched WandaVision, there was one scene in particular where Wanda reminded me of Sylvanas. It's when she gets into the argument with Vision and he's like, you know, he's like, you, you, you can't control me like you control the town. And then she's like, can't I? You can't control me the way you do them. Can't I? And I was like, oh, that, you know, that can't I? Where have I heard that before? And of course, you immediately think back to the, uh, you know, the Sylvanas Warbringers. When she's, you know, talking to Delarin and Delarin is like, you can't kill hope. And Sylvanas is like, can't I? You can kill us, but you cannot kill hope. Can't I? 
I'm like, okay, you know, so there's a little similarity there. That's fine. Moving on. So I'm rewatching WandaVision again now. And it's an, it's, it's, it's a different watch when you've seen the whole series. And I, I suppose I should pause it. There will be spoilers for WandaVision going forward. Um, if you haven't seen it, you know, I don't really think there'll be spoilers for a while. I'm not really going to spoil anything there. Although I will be talking about the, uh, Sylvanas's choice cinematic. Um, although that's old news. I mean, we've gotten the Kingsmore cinematic, which takes place after that. So I'm, I have nothing. This, this doesn't tie into anything in 9.1, at least as far as I know of anyway. So I'm re- rewatching WandaVision again and we get to the point when Monica bursts through the barrier this time of her own accord, not, not, uh, not when she got sucked in at the beginning. And she goes right to Wanda's house and she confronts Wanda and she basically starts telling Wanda, like you, you know, like this is all on you. You have the choice here. Like if you really want to take me out, you can take me out. You can do this. And she's kind of putting the ball back in Wanda's court. Like, you know, don't, don't let Hayward make you the villain. And Wanda's like, well, what if I am the villain? The only lies I've told are the ones you put in my mouth. Careful what you say to me. Do it then. Take me out. Cece, that's where you and Hayward differ. He's gonna burn Westview to the ground just to get what he wants. Don't let him make you the villain. Maybe I already am. And I thought it was interesting because, again, to reference the Sylvanas's choice, when you had the confrontation between Anduin and Sylvanas, and Anduin is all, you know, it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa like, I, I see what you're doing here. You're giving me the choice. Like, you, you're, you have all the power here. You're the person who can do what you want here. Don't act like you don't have the power. Now I understand why you brought me here. Why you've tried so hard to persuade me. Because if you can get me to let go of hope, you finally can too. Enough! Submit! You are only making this harder on yourself. Not harder on me. Right now, you hold all the power. How will you use it? I've not come this far. To falter now. Then why do you hesitate? Make your choice, Sylvanas Windrunner. And it felt like the same kind of dynamic that Monica and Wanda were having. Like Monica's like, you're the one with all the power here. Don't, you know, like like don't don't misuse it. You know, if if you're gonna be, you know, if you're gonna be something, you know, be it. I think, you know, Anduin's the same way. Like if you're, you know, if you, if you want to, you know, force me to be your, your servant, then, you know, force me. Don't, don't make it seem like it's my thing. And so I'm like, okay, like there's, 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 there's some similarities here. So I want to dive into this a little bit more with respect to those two examples. And then, then the overall arc, because the arc for Wanda and Sylvanas, there are some similarities. There are definitely some differences, but I think it can shed some light because the big question around Sylvanas is how is this going to end for her? What sort of, you know, like, is she going to get redemption? Is she going to be condemned? 
Um, you know, she's done some terrible things that you can't take back. And I think we can kind of get maybe some insight into where Blizzard may be going with Sylvanas by looking at Wanda's arc in WandaVision. And so let's start by looking at sort of the, the, the history of the two characters here. Insofar as like Wanda going into WandaVision, you know, and as they point out in the one episode where they go like through her life history, basically, like she's had a life of grief that, you know, she loses her parents, she loses her brother, then she loses vision. And ultimately the act, the events of WandaVision all stem from that grief overwhelming her. And so she's, she's a character who suffered. Uh, she's a character who's used that suffering to get stronger. Uh, you know, because after her, after losing her parents, she goes and joins Hydra and she gets her powers or I should say get her, gets her powers enhanced, but overall she's had a life of suffering and Sylvanas is very much the same way in that, you know, she, she lost, you know, she lost most of her family, you know, she lost silver moon. She, she, she was killed and then shoved into the, uh, you know, the Banshee body and forced to endure, you know, basically mind control for a while. And that's definitely shaped her. I mean, she got more powerful along the way, be, you know, getting her body back and then becoming the Banshee queen and whatnot. Um, you know, so there are some similarities there as far as, uh, you know, what they've gone through in the past. But ultimately, I think when looking towards how things are going to pan out for them, you need to consider sort of what happens next. That For Wanda, as I said, it's like she does something terrible. Well, she does. I mean, she does something terrible in civil war when she, you know, throws crossbones through the, through the building and then kind of, you know, blows them up and kills a bunch of innocents. But that, that was sort of accidental, not really her fault. In this case, I guess you could say that, to, you know, mind controlling an entire town isn't exactly her fault because she didn't do it intentionally, but she had opportunities to stop. She had, she, she, she became quite aware of what she was doing to the point that she almost believed that she was the villain. Because if you look at, again, look at her conversation with Monica, that she felt like she was, you know, she was being the villain there. And so you have to weigh, like, you have to weigh sort of the, 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 the terrible nature of what she's done against the fact that overall she is presented as a hero throughout that series. I mean, it gets a little dicey around episodes five and six, you know, when she's confronting Vision, um, you know, uh, pretty much up until Agatha is revealed that you're not sure is Wanda the villain here? Is she doing all this intentionally? And then you do find out that she's not doing this intentionally, but she's letting it go on. I mean, you know, Agatha makes it very clear when she starts, uh, you know, like, like letting, you know, removing the mind control from the people and how they then confront her, you know, that, that, that Wanda is very much responsible for what's happened to them. And the analogy would be for Sylvanas would be that that's, that's her Teldrassil that, you know, going in and, 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 you could argue about what's worse, you know, burning a tree full of elves versus, you know, mind controlling an entire town. In some ways, I think the mind control might be worse because the people are aware of what's going on to them the entire time. Then again, you can look at the, the tree and the fact that not only did those people get killed, but then they got sent to the maw and then so that they got forced to, you know, have to survive in the maw and, and, and deal with the jailer and his forces there, which is way worse. Um, so there's, yeah, it, they're all terrible things, but you know, th that's, that's the crux is that you have these two terrible things that these two characters did. And the question is, can they be redeemed for that? And you look at WandaVision and Wanda didn't get redeemed. Really? She's just kind of treated as the hero. And then she goes off. And now you could argue her story's not over. 
because she will be showing up in the Doctor Strange movie and presumably, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll address what she's done there. At the same time, though, she did lose she did lose some things that she didn't get away scot free, that she was unable to keep her family and keep to keep her family and do the right thing for releasing the the the, the citizens. You know, she didn't she, she was which, frankly, I don't see why she couldn't just leave like a, a hex bubble like around the house. I mean, they own the property. Just leave the hex bubble around the house. Vision of the kids just can't leave the house. We all know what that's like now anyway. And, you know, just, 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 just stay there and she would have been fine. But put, putting that aside, you know, putting that aside, I think, you know, we, we can all agree there's something inherently wrong about just creating a family for yourself in that way, or not necessarily wrong, but not healthy. I mean, that whole, you know, the, the whole, the whole series being about her processing her grief, we see that, you know, she, I don't even know that she's necessarily processed it completely, but at least, you know, at least she worked through the fact that she created, you know, she created vision out of nothing and then, you know, let him disintegrate again. And so like in order for her to, I, I guess, cause, cause, cause uh, Monica has the talk with her at the end where she's like, you know, they won't know what you've done for them. And it's like, yeah, okay. So what you did for them was you, you stopped mind controlling them. And in exchange, you had to give up the family that you made, that you created for yourself. And yes, that hurts. That's more loss for her. That's more suffering for, for her, for Wanda. But it's like none of that would have happened if she hadn't done this in the first place. And I wonder if that's not the kind of fate that awaits Sylvanas. Not that we're going to necessarily see redemption. Because um, I, 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 I have a feeling that as a character, whether she lives or dies, I feel like she will be off the Warcraft board um, for a while, if not permanently coming out of this. I think between the fact that we're getting a novel the, 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 basically, you know, the Sylvanas expl- explanation novel that that's coming, um, that says to me that if not 9.1 or 9.2, you know, that by the end of this expansion, maybe she doesn't wind up dead. Even if she does wind up dead, like her soul will still be around and we'll see where her soul goes. But if she doesn't wind up dead or, or even completely destroyed, um, you know, she'll wind up somewhere where she's otherwise occupied, kind of like Illidan. How Illidan's not dead at this point, but he's not active. He's not doing anything in the story. And when he shows up, it's going to be significant because like, oh crap, what happened to make you show up? So I think what we'll see is that Sylvanas will experience, like Sylvanas will have to make a decision that she'll have to do the right thing. And I think she knows what the right thing is at this point. The right thing is to let Anduin go free, to release him from the jailer's shackles. Because, you know, based on her, her reactions in the cinematics, that, that's kind of, you know, we're getting the feeling that she's guilty, you know, in some way. That Anduin's gotten through to her in ways that uh, Delarin couldn't. And I think for her to do the right thing, though, it's going to have to come at great personal cost. And the question becomes, well, what, would, what, what could possibly cost Sylvanas? What could possibly make Sylvanas regret what she's done? To, to, to realize that, that she, she, she's been wrong all along. And I think there's two things that could possibly do that to her. One is Verisa. That if something happens to Verisa, Sylvanas would be upset. And you might say, but wait a minute, wasn't she ready to kill Verisa back in, in War Crimes? She, well, she was going to kill her, but then raise her. It's not the same. But if something happens to Verisa, because it was Verisa, as you recall, in the Three Sisters story, who forgave Sylvanas 
And Sylvanas, who originally was planning on killing them, was like, no, I, I can't do it. Varisa can reach Sylvanas's humanity, her, 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 her elfanity, I guess, for lack of a better word. And so if something were to happen with Varisa, if Sylvanas had to sacrifice Varisa in order to do what's right, to get out from under the jailer, to stop the jailer, that could be, that could be a situation where Sylvanas isn't necessarily redeemed, but or maybe she would suffer. The, th- the thing is, I think she would do the right thing. And I think in a way, everybody would be like, oh, look, she's redeemed, but she would still be suffering, but she would be suffering in a completely different way. And the other person that I think could cause her to feel the same way would be Nathanos. Because again, she basically, you know, we know he loves her. And we know she said, you can't control who you love. And she really kind of choked over that line. And so the other thing is, we know that Nathanos is in the mall. That, you know, Taronda sent him there. He wanted to go there and we haven't seen him show up. And so I wouldn't be surprised if something along the lines of, you know, Sylvanas starts to rebel against the jailer and then the jailer's like, hey, look who I've got over here. You know, it'd be a shame if, if he got, you know, forged into a, a weapon or something or, you know, I don't know if they can shove him in a rune blade or whatnot. You know, it'd be a shame if, if this pretty little soul over here, if, if something happened to it. And then Sylvanas, before she can rebel, she, she, she sort of, you know, kept under, you know, she, she's even further forced to obey the jailer because now he's got something that she wants, something that she needs. And then that's an interesting struggle. And then ultimately she would have to sacrifice him to, to fight the jailer, do the right thing. And then, you know, whatever the outcome is, she would have suffered. And I know you can say that, you know, whether it's Verisa or whether it's Nathanos, it's not equal to all the suffering that she's inflicted. I mean, that's not equal to the suffering that she inflicted at the end of Before the Storm when she started, uh, you know, killing the Forsaken there, let alone the entire suffering of Teldrassil. And I think you could argue the same thing with Wanda, that, you know, sacrificing her family is not equal to the heartbreaks that she put these people through for like a week or so, mind controlling them and, and taking over their their nightmares and just, you know, causing uh, was it Dottie's girl to be be locked in in uh, her room and and uh, the the one lady who is hanging up the Halloween decorations and she's crying? All of that suffering is not necessarily equal to the suffering that you know Wanda you know voluntarily experienced at the end of WandaVision. And I don't know if you can find you know this isn't necessarily an eye for an eye type of situation here. I don't know if you can find a way to make it so that the the character that does something bad like that can still turn around and, and be redeemed. And maybe, I mean, as I said, Wanda's story is not over. We know she's going to show up in Doctor Strange. You know that they're going to talk about, hey, what, what, so what was up with you taking over that town? How, you know, like, presumably she's going to have some sort of penance for that. That we haven't seen all of that. And so... Now, as I said, like with Sylvanas, I don't think her story is going to go on much longer. And I think if she is going to have to some kind of penance, at the very least, at the very least, if she, I feel like she has to go to Revendreth, <laughs> like, even if it's, even if it's willingly, even if she's not necessarily dead, I mean, she can go there. I mean, well, I mean what, what, then again, what is dead when you're, uh, uh, you know, the Banshee queen, but, you know, send her to Revendreth and they can start working on her. I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. And that's just kind of where she is. And, and then in that case, Revendreth is brilliant from a narrative perspective because you can take a character, 
You can take any character, basically any villain that we've killed throughout the history of the game and justify them going there. And then you can then justify them escaping and coming back and then us having to deal with them, such as Kael'thas. <laughs> and you might say, well, Kael'thas has been there a while. They've been, you know, sucking on his anima and, and you know, flensing him and he should... He should, you know, be a little bit better, maybe a little bit better, but they make these, these punishments sound like they last for ages. And so, yeah, so if Sylvanas is there, even if Sylvanas is there for, let's say, 10 years, let's say, you know, you know we're, we're, we're five expansions in the future now, and so that'd be, what, uh, like, 14.0, whatever expansion that is, it's the return of Sylvanas, and, you know, she comes back from Revendreth. She doesn't have to have changed all that much that... You know, they can have been working on her and working on her and sure they've gotten some of it out, but look at Garrosh. I mean, they called him a, you know, an old reliable. There's a lot of pride and anger in these characters and guilt that, you know, like I said, for, for, for some of these, you know, for, for some of the, the characters that I, I wouldn't even say, imagine that we've known, um, you know, like, like, you know, for the Venthyr that have emerged, they've got years i mean not even years like centuries eons i mean look over in bastion you know when when they're waiting for uther to ascend they said sometimes it takes you know it takes spirits eons to you know come to come to grips with what had happened and then finally be ready for their ascension and in uther's case then they push them through in like a week <laughs> and so 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 it's 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 a perfect place because you know and i don't even want to get into the whole time doesn't exist in the shadowlands thing because it's not I don't think that's entirely accurate, but basically you can throw them in the Shadowlands and then they're there until you need them. If you ever want to use them again, because I I have to give the Blizzard writers credit that over the years, one of the complaints has always been like, oh, they always kill off the interesting villains. They always kill off the interesting villains. And, you know, they, they, they got, they got clever with that when they're like, okay, let's bring Gul'dan back and we'll, we'll, we'll find a cheeky way to do that. And now it's like, they can bring back, you know, they brought back Vanessa Van Cleef just because they wanted to. (laughs) <laughs> you know they were like yeah she, she's not she faked it but now it's like they can bring anybody back whenever they want just like oh they escaped from revendreth or even from whatever other afterlife they may have been in they didn't have to be in revendreth although it's, it'll be interesting to see what happens with the shadowlands at the end of this because if they do something that should negate the shadowlands ability uh to to store souls if you know if if, if the purpose of the shadowlands should somehow be affected in a way that you know, dead is now dead. Um, that, that could negate that, but I don't think they'll do that. I, I don't think you set up a, uh, an afterlife like this and then immediately destroy it. I think they've got, uh, you know, they've got ways. And, and I mean, to a degree, we've seen characters like Kel'Thuzad come back. We've seen the whole premise of uh, reincarnation or uh, necromancy and whatnot. I mean, Sylvanas herself has been dead and came back anyway. So, you know, they, they, they've got ways they can always play with, but I think Revendreth overall, it's a nice, easy, oh, we want this character who we killed once upon a time. Let's, let's bring him back from there. You know, and, and it, you know, the way they'll come back to is it'll probably be something like, oh, here's a quest line. Go into Revendreth, do X, Y, Z. Oop, you accidentally freed this guy. Now he's the big bad of the next expansion. But anyway, I got a little off topic there. So I think, I don't know, I can't see Sylvanas being completely redeemed. I don't see a Gromash, I especially don't see a Gromash situation where... We go, you know, like, let's say that, you know, Sylvanas, 
all of a sudden we're fighting her and then she's like, oh, you know what? Here, here let's free Anduin. And then the jailer shows up and like captures her or something. And then in the, the final raid, you know, when we go after the jailer, we free Sylvanas and then she's fighting alongside us. And then she helps us kill the jailer. And then she's like, we will never be dead or something like that. I don't see that kind of redemption arc. Be, I mean, it's, it's, uh, that kind of lack of a redemption arc, really. Uh, and I think Blizzard learned from Warlords that people weren't very receptive to Garrosh's, uh, you know, face turn, for lack of a better phrase. Um, you know, that he, he became, you know, that he, all of a sudden he's a good guy after all that he did. And so I think they're going to put Sylvanas through more of her paces. And I, th- I think we're, we're seeing that now to a degree. I mean, Gromash, we got the one cinematic when he shows up against, uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, Kilrog. Not Kilrog, uh, not, not Kilrog. It's when Kilrog, uh, sides with Gul'dan, but it's when, when Gromash faces off against Gul'dan and Gul'dan, you know, basically reveals like, oh yeah, that Garrosh dude, he was your kid and he throws him the ax. And then, uh, you know, and it's, it's, it's basically when Gul'dan captures Gromash and then, you know, Kilrog like looks at, you know, and realizes what he's supposed to do and he drinks the, and he turns all big and gray and whatnot. Like that was the closest we had to any sort of character development for Gromash to show like, oh, I sh- I've been doing the wrong thing. I-, I should reconsider what I was doing. I mean, he came in, he came in as the villain and then he got out villained, but he didn't do anything to, to change his position. Like basically Gul'dan moved, moved past Gromash to, to like become the main villain, but Gromash didn't do anything not to be the villain. He was just caught off guard by the fact that he, he had a son. It's like, oh, that makes sense. And then now he's, he's out of the picture for a bit. Whereas with Sylvanas, if, you know, like I could see Blizzard trying to have her be the good guy and maybe not give her any kind of suffering or any, any sort of penance um, where she just suddenly decides to, to work with Anduin. And then, you know, but, but even then, if, if, if let's say she frees Anduin and let's say everything goes fine and there's no complications like Varisa or Nathanos or anything else that I haven't thought of, the, 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 she's too, it's funny because they give us the choice in battle for Azeroth as a horde player, whether you want to work with her or work with Sorfang. And I feel like for a large part of the player base, that choice was literal that it wasn't just like, Oh, I'm a, I'm a Sylvanas loyalist or I'm a, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a Sorfang loyalist. It's, it's a, I'm either pro Sylvanas or anti Sylvanas. Either she's either, she's always been a heroine to me and they're ruining her character and she has to have good reasons for what she's doing. And I will support her no matter what, or what she did was utterly terrible. She's crossed the line. There's no coming back from that. And I don't care if she kills Sargeras and the jailer and the old gods and the void lords and even a Cause it turns out a was bad the whole time. I don't care what she does. She cannot be redeemed for what she's done. And blizzards put themselves in a very sticky spot because they have to, they have to stick a landing that is somehow going to sa- satisfy both of those groups. And so inherently it has to be murky. You know, this goes back to Ian's quote, you know, when, uh, you know, when, 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 you know, cause it was, it was, they were talking about Sylvanas at the time, you know, that, 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 you know, Azeroth is a world of gray and, and, you know, Sylvanas is their, their stereotypical, morally gray character. And for the longest time, that seemed like bullshit. <laughs> you look at Sylvanas and she's gone from being sort of an anti-hero to a mustache twirling villain. And it's only now that we're starting to see like, okay, they've had some, some depth to her that we hadn't 
known. And that was always their plan all along. They didn't want to tease it. You know, they might have teased some things, but they didn't want to reveal everything. They've held stuff back. They were playing their cards very close to their chest. And so they've, you know, they, they, they have to find a way. I don't know. I mean, they, they may very well believe we can't satisfy both groups. One of these groups is going to be upset. So we're just going to stick in one camp and, and that'll be it. But I think they're going to try, at least they're going to try. And I'm not going to say they're going to hit it. I would, you know, presumably they will, but you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see how the story goes. Um, but I think they're going to try to to stick a landing in between the two of them so that both groups can feel like, okay, you know what? She, she wasn't all bad, but she definitely wasn't right. And I think that's kind of, I think that's kind of the, what, what we're seeing a little bit with Wanda that, okay, it looks like she got off easy. It looks like she got off easy because she got out of the town. But then again, like, you know, for as powerful as she is, like, what are the townsfolk going to do to her? I mean, I guess they could have tried to beat her up a little bit. Um, but she just had them all mind controlled. Like they weren't taking her. They weren't, you know, she, she, the problem with Wanda is that she's too powerful for any sort of actual penance, any sort of repercussions to happen from that group. I mean, you could argue that the, the military might show up with their guns, but even then she, she, you know, she clearly demonstrated she could take them, that that wouldn't be an issue. And so I think for her to pay for her sins, it's going to take some higher power. Um, you know, we know she's more powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme, or at least she will be if she's not already. Um, I don't, I'm not saying Doctor Strange is going to come and apprehend her, but I think whatever she and Do- Strange are going to face in, in, you know, in the movie, I think that's going to affect her arc here and, and, and put her through that. And I, I, I would have to think something similar is going to happen for Sylv- Sylvanas, that she's going to be put through some trials that are her own doing. That her her own fault, and like I said, it may be the loss of people that are close to her. It may be, you know, more suffering. Um, but she's going to have to come to terms with what that what she did was wrong, and I think she's going to have to come to terms with the fact that she may not be able to make amends for it. I mean, I can't imagine. I can't imagine a situation in which Taronda lets Sylvanas walk away from this. That. You know, I mean, again, you know, because to go back to the the Warlords finale, one of the problems with the Warlords finale is that Yurel is standing right there and she's basically high-fiving Gromish. That she's like, yeah, we're not slaves. Bam. And now we know that Yurel kind of went and, and, and got, you know, caught up with him in the end anyway. But But it's not something that, it's not something that can be done. It, it that. That, Syl- that Sylvanas can't just like, Oh, I'm good now. And then everything's nice. And, and, and I don't, and I mean, I've talked before about maybe they'll do something where they'll turn her human again, or maybe there's like a good Sylvanas r- running around somewhere because, uh, Frostmourne splits souls. And so we'll be dealing with no, that's no, like that, that, that's, you know, that's too easy. You don't just put like Sylvanas's good soul back into her and then, then everything's fine she still has to pay for what she's done. There still has to be some kind of cost. There still has to be some kind of consequences because that's, what's going to ultimately like the ultimate point of any of these arcs is for the characters to grow. And the only way she grows is through, you know, suffering and learning from her learning from what she's done. That it's not, you know, I mean her, her thing going back through war crimes and before is that, you know, there, there's no hope that life is pain and all we do is suffer. And she's inflicted pain on others because to a degree, it's like, if life is pain, what does it matter? You know, it's a very nihilistic approach. Um, but then again, you know, when you've been 
killed and put back in a body and whatnot and gone through everything she's gone through. It's not, you know, you can kind of understand where she's coming from. So I don't know. I, 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 I'm very curious to see where Sylvanas lands in all of this, as far as what happens. Um, I honestly don't know. I would, you know, I, I, I hope, I hope I personally, I have my theories for what I'd like to see happen. I don't want to share them because I feel like, you know, I don't, I think they're awesome. And then when Blizzard doesn't do them, I'm going to be disappointed and I don't want to, to spread that burden to anybody else. But at the same time, I don't want anybody else to be like, oh, that's dumb. Or I don't want to ruin what you're thinking might happen because, you know, you've got your own ideas out there. And, and so, uh, you know, it, it's, that's, I mean, I know a lot of this time, you know, speculation, we like to think about what could happen and whatnot, but also at times speculation can be a little too much, uh, you know, like, 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 you know, fantasy writing and, and, no, I, I want to, I want to keep things simple. I want to see, see how everything falls. I mean, we've had, we've got a long enough time before 9.1 hits as it is. Um, I don't need to get into that all, but I'm very curious to see where things happen. I'm curious to see what happens with Sylvanas. I'm curious to see what happens in the Dr. Strange movie. Maybe Sylvanas will show up in the Dr. Strange movie. I think that would be a fitting conclusion to all of this. And then she and Wanda can just go on a tear and tear up the Warcraft universe and tear up the Marvel universe. And then things will be crazy. And I think I'm going to go ahead and stop there. So this has been uh, the Torn and the Goblin. Really just the Torn. <laughs> but uh, thank you to Jarrett for producing. Thank you to Kurabara for editing. Thank you, everybody, home for downloading and listening. We are at Torn Goblin on Twitter, also at the MASH Network. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash mash those buttons. Also YouTube at youtube.com slash mash those buttons. Katie is at HyruleMaster77 on Twitter. She will be back soon. So you won't have to listen to me just kind of ramble for a half hour uh, going forward. And I am at WookieBH on Twitter. You can find me also here on the Mash Those Buttons Network on WoW Talk, where I talk about World of Warcraft, guild management, and news, and also on uh, some other uh, stuff to be announced very soon if it hasn't been announced already. But uh, yeah, just keep an eye on, uh, on Twitter for that stuff. Join the Mash Those Buttons community on Discord at discord.me slash mash those buttons and email us your thoughts, what you think is going to happen with Wanda or Sylvanas or, uh, you know, what, what, I, what ideas you have in speculation. Let us know. Email us at torngoblin at mash.gg. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to help us out, please share it and rate it if you can. And visit mtb.gg slash support to see all the ways you can support Mash Those Buttons and all our great podcasts, including on Patreon, where for as little as $1 a month, you can gain early access to content as well as to patron-exclusive content, such as my weekly WoW thoughts, where I talk about what I'm thinking about WoW for about 10 minutes each week. Also, for those in the chat room, well, we don't have anybody in the chat room right now because I didn't do this live, but if you were in the chat room, you could consider a Twitch subscription if you can, and also you can check out our Humble Bundle affiliate link as well as our PayPal one-time donation link over at mtb.gg support. And stay tuned to hear about our other shows on the Mash Those Buttons network. Our next episode is scheduled to record live at twitch.tv slash mashthosebuttons on May 8th at noon central time, central daylight time, so it's 1 p.m. Eastern daylight time. That's a Saturday. That's where we're going to have Sarif and we're going to have Dracoris from LFR, uh, the podcast LFR. Not for, I didn't meet them in, in Raid Finder. <laughs> but no, they're coming on from their podcast. We're going to talk about 9.1 spoilers. Katie won't be there because, uh, as I said, she doesn't like spoilers. But uh, come hang out in the chat room there. Uh, if we do need to reschedule that again, you can check Twitter for any updates. Uh, other than that, our next episode after that is scheduled to record on May 12th at 
10.30 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. But uh, again, check Twitter for any updates. So for Katie, who's not here, I'm Nick. Ancestors watch over you. And time is gone. The song is over, friends. Thanks for listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. If you enjoyed the show, you should check out MashThoseButtons.com and see if any of our other shows might interest you. All of our shows are available on your podcast platform of choice like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. If you enjoy our content, you can help support Mash Those Buttons by becoming a patron at Patreon.com slash MashThoseButtons, where you can receive Patreon bonuses for as little as $1 a month. You can connect with Mash Those Buttons at Twitter.com slash The Mash Network, Facebook.com slash Mash Those Buttons, or join our Discord at mash.gg slash Discord. 